Welcome to the Johnny Cassell Show. This is your number one resource for dating and lifestyle advice. Right. Hi guys, welcome to episode number 28 of the Ask Me Anything series. You get to ask me anything, anything related to dating and your social life. Um, if you've been following this week on week, uh, I know some of you guys have been developing. That's fantastic. That's great. It's always great to hear your stories. And I really appreciate the messages you've been sending me in my inbox that really um, confirm that the time I'm putting into jumping on this every week is actually going to um, some good use and is, is to, of some value, value to you guys. Okay. Uh, hi, Daniel. Hi, Costell. Hi, Logan. Hi, Kevin. Uh, so you know the score, guys. Every week I come on here, ask me anything, anything, dating, your social life, your personal development. Um, let's see what I can do for you in this hour. Okay. Good to have you on, Elvis. Um, keeping committed to the course. So Elvis just took the workshop um, on the weekend and he took the workshop by originally following my work on here on Instagram. Okay, so he, Elvis, um, you know, if you've got a few words you want to share or, um, in a comment or, uh, or anything to people that maybe just been sitting on the fence, um, then feel free to do, do so. It's always good to hear from someone that's recently took a, a course or a program. Uh, hi, Eliane. <laughs> I like that question I've just had a glance over from um, Living. I'm going to read that out in a second. Uh, let me just see. There was a question that was already asked. I'm just going to scroll right to the top here. Right. Logan asks, in a, in a brief sentence, how would you get a girlfriend, da, 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 depression? What does that mean? Sorry. Out of depression? Um, here's the deal. I mean, you're not, if that is your question, by the way, because it isn't quite clear. I think you need to make sure that you're not someone's therapist, all right? Um, I've made mistakes in the past in relationships where you do end up taking that role. And, you know, that's just not your job, you know? I think it's to, 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 to be the ears, right? If someone wants to offload, to, to listen, it's to, it's to guide um, them to get in a, 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 um, a, an actual qualified therapist. Your job is not to be the therapist. It's, it's to obviously offer support, right, within the relationship uh, and to be who you are. But that's something that I think is an easy mistake to make, like, feel, like feeling like you need to take on the role as a therapist. It's not. And whilst we're on that subject, I think, you know, as we all go through moments of perhaps grief or depression or anything like that, don't look to um, take on your partner as the therapist. Go and get help outside of the relationship. Don't let your relationship have to take on your burden, right? So that's what i got to say about that. Thanks for the question. Hi, Kevin. Uh, right. Livin says, how do I stop hooking up with so many women? Uh, well, here's the deal. Find out what you actually want from a woman. Okay. Now, from the other people on this on this broadcast, they might be looking at living as well. He's he's a bit of a jack the lad. He's out there meeting lots of women, but it can be um, quite unfulfilling, right? Uh, it might be a little boost to the ego, and I feel like every guy kind of needs to perhaps go through that, so they actually know what they want. 
but um, it's not a long-term kind of plan. I think that we need to spend time working out what we want, what are, what our our values. And I would I would say this: I was actually at a party on the weekend, and I actually met a um, uh, a therapist. Right, she's a therapist. She she uses her psychology uh, knowledge in the working environment, and she says that I was having a great conversation. She says the hardest thing that she is working with within individuals in in the corporate world, the working environment, is understanding their values and what's important to them. Because people just don't genuinely know. They don't really haven't really spent much thought upon that. And I found that really interesting because I I echoed that from like I I really it was like ditto, right? I was like, wow, like when I'm working with my clients, I tell them the hardest exercise that they're going to have to do, right? Which trumps actually going out approaching because people find that very daunting. The hardest exercise is actually working out what you want, right? Spending a moment working out what you want from someone because it might be quite vague. You know, you might go, well, my type's blonde, my type's brunette. That's too vague. It's not going to be hard to find one of them. What's the character traits, right? What are the long-term qualities that you're looking for within someone? And I think once you bring that into your awareness, because that's what that exercise is all about, it's about bringing that into your awareness because the opportunities have already been there. You just haven't been awake to these opportunities. You're then going to start triggering. You know, you, you then you've then created the trigger to when you see that something in front of you, you're going to act. You're going to do a positive action attached to it. Okay, so that might reduce your uh, <laughs> your need to hook up with so many girls to hopefully try and find something. You know, be the sniper as opposed to the scatter gun. All right. So comical question, but I think. I think we turned it around to be um, a valid a valid one. Scott, took your advice you gave me last live stream. Doing very well. New friend group invited to free parties and doing pretty well. Started martial arts and, ta and talking to an amazing girl in Lithuania, which is odd. Scott, well done. Good man. See, it's all about, and I hope any, everyone watching this, right, really, really take encouragement and motivation from what Scott's just shared with us there. You know, he jumped on, I believe, for the first time last week, for the first time last week. And he's already put into action, um, you know, what we talked about last week. And you've already got, you know, something developing with this Lithuania. That's fantastic. And remember, guys, it's all about that social circle. If you haven't got your social circle developed, that's the foundation, man. That is the foundation, Right? There's a lot of people that just want to learn how to approach women in the day. I mean, okay, okay. But get your social life sorted out first. Get that sorted out. Right? So the fact that you've been invited to free parties, that's fantastic, mate. Um, keep growing it. Keep growing it. Good man. Hi, Ali. Hi, Alexa. Uh, who we got on? Faisal. I need to catch up with you, buddy. I haven't seen you for a while. Hope you're doing well. Logan says... I met this girl last week and she was down to fuck and says she doesn't fuck and not catch feelings. Buddy, like, just take your time. Take your time, you know? I think the biggest mistakes we make uh, are, you know, trying to go for intimacy too quickly, right? Work on building tension and work on building that emotional connection. And you know what? Like, when it does get intimate, when you do, like, hit third base... It's going to be so much worthwhile, right? It's going to be more meaningful, right? Trust me, the sex is going to be better, okay? So take your time, you know? She, and it's okay, she, it's okay that one or the other is not ready at this stage, 
All right, it will happen. Just keep on building, keep on building. So thanks for the question. Ali says, is there any way to come here to England? Come to England, it's my dream, man. I don't know what your situation is. I don't know where you're from, where you're, situa where you're situated. Um, you know, have a look into the visa program here to London, um, whether you want to be a student, whether you want to, um, you know, just get, a, you know, a visitor's, like a holiday kind of visa. I don't, for me, I'm, it's not something I really look into. I've actually been very blessed and fortunate with my visa situation being part of the European Union, uh, but not for long. <laughs> so we'll see how that pans out. But, um, you know, have, have a look. I don't know where, you, where you're coming from. I don't know what the visa situation is. Uh, okay, Dinit says, how to get a girl talking in long distance. She don't pick anyone's, she don't pick up the call and see what, and doesn't see the WhatsApp messages after weeks. Well, she's just not that interested, I believe, you know? I mean, if you've got a long distance relationship, then, you know, and both parties are invested into the relationship, then you would heighten the level of communication between you two through WhatsApp, video calls, Skype, you know, voice messaging. If you're experiencing that, there's just not enough attraction there, okay? So you really need to put the groundwork in and build up more attraction. You need to build up more rapport. Take a flight over there to see her. I'm just assuming this is overseas, by the way. It might just be a drive down the road. Um, if so, you know, get in your car or get in your train and organize something. And you've got to spend the time, right? So if you're not getting it, if you're not getting any investment from someone, right, there's just not enough attraction there. Okay, so work on it. You can't you can't skip that stage. You know, you can't you can't jump into bed with someone or, or or put a ring on someone's finger without the attraction and enough comfort and rapport. You know, you've got to, you've got to start the story. All right, buddy. Hi, Barbsy. Barbsy's just um, Barbsy underscore art. Follow her. She's got a fantastic show coming up at the Mandrake Hotel in a, in a couple of weeks, if not next, I think. Or was it in November? I can't remember the dates, but um, really looking forward to um, being part of your art show again and supporting. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Guys, everyone follow Barbsy Barb art um, if you're really into your arts uh, and check her work out. Very close. Dinick says she got divorced recently and very close to me in the past. Okay, well, she's obviously just probably like getting over that. It's going to take some time, right? Um, so don't rush into it. Give her some space. But again, you know, you've got to be present. You've got to be present in this person's life. Um, so make the effort. It can't. This, isn't some, this is not something that can just be developed over the over the phone, especially if she's not responding or picking up, <laughs> right? I Rachel. Welcome. Kevin says, I've never dated before because I always, I've always been struggling with social anxiety and low self-esteem. And I want to improve my social skills and eventually date someday. What can I do now to improve? Well, you should take a leaf out of our, um, our friend Scott's book. You know, he's jumped on this last week and he's gone out there and applied what I taught him. Okay, well, shared freely here in this space and he seems to be on on his way up so if you want to overcome your social anxiety the first thing you have to do is actually expose yourself to more social situations if you think about the word anxiety anxiety comes from 
you know, there's, there's many reasons why anxiety is triggered. It's, it's actually the people you're around, it's their values, and it's also your environment, okay? And also, I'd like to add that it's the unknowing of, it's the unfamiliarity of something, right? So you've got to get more familiar with the thing that you're getting anxiety, which is triggering your anxiety. And in the space that we're talking about right now, it's social situations, social events. So as uncomfortable as it might be, you've got to face that animal, okay? You've got to put yourself out there and start small, okay? If you've never spoken to uh, people outside of your comfort zone, outside of your social circle, that's where you start, right? Let's chunk it all down. We know what the big goal is. Well, the big goal is to be comfortable and confident enough to actually present the best version of yourself to someone. So you can start dating someone, right? But let's start small. It's a journey. Let's first of all just get out there and just make more social decisions, social choices in your life. And um, you will start to see that you'll, you'll slowly build up familiarity. Therefore, you will gain confidence, okay? Confidence, confidence comes through... The familiarity of a certain thing okay self-esteem comes from doing okay the more that you're doing the more that you have reference of doing you know you'll have more self-esteem you'll have more reference inside okay so that's something i can just say just off the cuff right now i have hundreds and hundreds of hours of content online that you can get through i have a youtube channel you can go to uh, youtube.com and type in johnny cassell you can give that a subscribe and you can you can work your way through over 100 free videos there. Um, JohnnyCassell.com. I've got over 200 blog posts on there. Uh, iTunes, Spotify. Uh, you know, we're close up to about 30 of these bro live broadcasts. They've been recorded, so you can catch them all on there. Lots and lots of free content. If you want something more tailored, more hands-on, then do one of my live workshops, right? I've coached thousands of guys over, over for over 14 years, all different ages, from all different cultural backgrounds, from all over the world. People fly in on a weekly basis to work with me or they fly me out, okay? So you've got, you're in good, good hands, buddy. You just got to do one thing and then build, and the next thing, then build, and then build, and then build, all right? You have to apply yourself. So cheers for the question, Kevin. Hi, Hosen Hoffen, hi Gaia, hi Lycan, hi Viani. Sometimes I say these names wrong, so don't be offended. I'm just kind of, it's a bit late and I'm not totally switched on. So Logan says, talk to more people and I can stress this, I can't stress this enough. Don't, fre don't freaking think count to five and you should already be in front of her. Yeah, so you're just kind of, yeah, see, Logan, it's worked for Logan. You just got to get out there and approach, right? Approach and gain more positive reference because there's always that voice in your head that tells you why you're shit and why you can't do something. And if you don't call upon your positive reference in that moment of wanting to step forward, you're going to listen to the negative side and you're probably not going to do anything at all. Hi, Eduardo Barbella. You've been following my work for some time now, buddy. I'd love to get my hands on you and shake you up a little bit and hopefully take you to where that next step is for you and love to love to know what that next step is for you buddy um if you got five minutes shoot me a message it'd be good to catch up i lick in explain to us how not to go broke explain how to work on credit Whew, you know again this isn't my area of expertise okay i'm not a financial advisor i'm not a financial expert um i've i've you know i've made money and i've lost a lot of money okay um 
at the end of the day, you've got to take risk. You've got to, you've got to take calculated risk. Um, I think this, I think my, my strategy has always been this, work your fucking ass off. So you've got yourself up to about a hundred grand, right? And then if you've got about a hundred grand, you then can start investing your money. So it's like you want to invest it into something that is then paying you. So effectively, it takes the stress out of just working, working, working. So you're multiplying your income. I mean, that's the game rule in, right? The, the game rule in is to multiply your income. So then you can, you know, you can have more options in your life. You can do more things, right? And then you've got the choice. If you've got a job or some or a working environment you don't like, then your income from the assets that you've invested in will actually supplement that if you choose to jack the job and also as well look we're in a game of having a more of a fruitful lifestyle right so it's a great question i think that there's people that are more credible in this area than i am when it comes to um finance coaching and business coaching again that's not what i do i can share ideas but that's not what i market myself as um so i think it's a great question that brings us on to talking about how important getting your money uh, right is because at the end of the day look it's all right you getting great at meeting women right and becoming amazing uh, in the social sphere but you got to get your money right because this is what looks after yourself it looks after your partner it looks after your family and it, it allows them to uh, have more fun experiences with you so don't think about don't think about the materialistic things when it comes to getting better with money think about Think of it like this. You're being selfish if you're just going to work to pay the monthly rent, right? Like really start to think, how much money have I got to earn so that if my family gets ill, right, I can look after them, right? Keep thinking like that and keep thinking like, how much money do I have to earn to look after more and more people, like my friends and, you know, like put together a dinner and I can just pick up the bill and my friends don't have to worry about paying, like start thinking about that, like get your mind wide like that, as opposed to how much money have I got to earn to be able to pay this month's rent bill. Okay, think bigger. And then your, your mind will expand. Daniel, which are your, thanks for the question, buddy. Which are your favorite clubs to go to in London? Let's go clubbing together next time I'm visiting if you want to. Daniel, we'll definitely go clubbing if you're on one of my programs. Uh, if I have a night off, believe me, um, I'm not gonna be at the club. All right, I'm gonna be doing something like that's close to relaxation and bring my body back to homeostasis. Like I've just finished 114 hours of coaching this week, right? My seven day program for the student, that's 70 hours, right? So I'm doing more hours than them on a week, right? So Monday was like my day off. Um, and I'm just so grateful to be able to be at home and have like a proper breakfast, make like lunch at home, make dinner at home. Because when I'm doing these programs, I'm out and I'm just catching food left, right and center from wherever I can. It's quite intense, you know. So for me, when I'm taking time off, I'm, I'm looking, body, looking to get my body just back into, you know, where it needs to be in my mind, where it needs to be. Um, but I can share with you the best clubs. Yeah, sure. It all depends what you're into. And, and but London's like a chameleon. You know, one one minute one thing's hot, next thing, you know, something else is. But one thing from one place that's been really consistent over the years, which is one of my favorites, is the club called Beat um, Beat Club. It's a late club. It's open. It start opens at two, and I think it ends at like six. Um, a great great bar I like to go to is Havada. 
um, Cuckoo in London on a Friday night. This guy called um, uh, Luke has thrown some really great nights there on a Friday night, but some good artists coming down if you like your, your deep house music. Um, and it's very popular. It's got a gr good crowd. Um, and there's a lot going on in London right now, seriously. Um, and the box, the box never fails. You get out on a weeknight, Thursday, Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday night, it's a good night. Okay. So, um, but yeah, if you're in London and you're looking for, for some places, just hit me up and I'll recommend what's hot at, at the moment. I'm always in the loop with like the whole nightlife scene. Hi, Ivamba. Jimmy the Gamble. Hi, buddy. Good to have you on. Another loyal follower. Hi, Kaylee. Hi, Khaled. Bright Carlos. Daniel says, will Brexit make it more difficult for European cities to travel to UK? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the, I don't, who knows? We don't know what the deal was. You know, I mean, like Theresa May, like was shaped up some deal where it looked like there would be no um, restraints on, on, on people moving in and out. I don't know if that's part of the same deal that Boris is doing right now. It's, again, this isn't my subject. Um, we just don't know until until D-Day, right? Elvis, Elvis is sharing sharing uh, his experience. I had a 12-hour workshop with Johnny on Saturday. I'll tell you what, stop saying I'll do it next time because you could never, because that could never come. Yeah, um, Elvis did really well. Uh, he never approached women in the daytime in his life. And, um, you know, he was approaching some high caliber women, but not only that, he developed through the day and was able to uh, do some really solid approaches and get phone numbers. I hope you're in touch with these girls now, Elvis, because those two blondes outside the Vogue building uh, were very nice, uh, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, so it'd be good to see what's going on in the evening. I mean, you know, the evening he hit it off of some chick so well that uh, I was thinking about going home early. You know, <laughs> wasn't seeing my relevance to be there anymore. So, um, yeah, I think you got what you wanted out of it. Um, but if anyone is is um, been thinking about coming on the workshop and has questions, like you can ask me, obviously. But why not ask Elvis? He took it right. Obviously, I have a biased opinion because it's my workshop. I'm going to tell you what I need to tell you to get you on it because I know it's going to kick your ass and it's going to be the best thing for you. But Take me out of the equation. Speak to Elvis directly. Um, Elvis Nelly Real, and um, yeah, get his two cents on it, right? Hi, Kevin. Hi, Fabrizio. Elvis also says he taught me a lot of important things about how to deal with your insecurities and get through them. Yeah. Alison, Silvis, who else we got? Hosen is sharing, sharing something useful here. He says, if you're having any social anxiety problems, I conquered, conquered mine by playing hockey. The rock, locker room chirping and confidence and wit you get from it goes miles and miles. I think that's a really great point, and thanks for sharing, Hosen. Um, you know, and I hear this a lot from people that have took up team sports as well. It gives you the sense of community. Um, you know, it's just a great social dynamic. The locker room chat, the banter, I think it also gives, it helps with some character building as well. It thickens your skin. You're going to go there and get the piss taken out of you. And, you, you know, you, you, you just, you can't like shy away from that. That's just something that's going to happen in life. So yeah, great one. Hockey, football, rugby, 
uh, group sports, great. I mean, I, I, I'm always preaching it every week here, boxing, boxing's my thing. And I love to wind the guys up at the boxing. You know, I love to take the piss. I'm, I'm saying to one of the guys every week, hey man, you're looking a bit slow this week, you know, just to kind of fuck with him a little bit. <laughs> and he'll, he'll, he'll do it to me as well. Like we, we'll, we'll speak about having a spa, you know, having a bit of a box at the end of a session. And he'll see me packing up and he'll go, oh, running off home. And I won't have him say that to me, you know, so I'll put my gloves back on and go, all right, now we'll do, we'll do a couple of rounds, you know, so it's good. It, it is part of your development. It's good to be um, in those group situations. As I said earlier, right, start making more social decisions, okay? You could have a personal trainer, right? You might think that's social, but it's not really, is it? It's just isolating you, yourself with him, with, with just the both of you. Always see where you can, see what you're doing and see what would be the group version of that, Okay. Even, even like the choices when it comes to like buying a car. Like my, one of the clients I had, my mentorship client, he had a sports car, right? Beautiful sports car. And I turned up one day in a Range Rover and I was like, hey man, like, you don't want a sports car. The sports car is just for showing off. You want a social car. You know, the Range Rover, I could take the party to the party and I could bring the party back to the after party, you know? Or I could go away, to, uh, I could piss off on the weekend with a, with a car full of people Again, start thinking like that. Start thinking, what's the more social version of the choice I'm about to make right now? Hi, Phyllis. I S O K. Great question tonight, guys. Thank you for uh, throwing them at me. I'm really enjoying this every week. And it's, it's great here as well that you're coming back to me and you're telling me what's going on, how it's, how it's been helpful. You know, definitely gives me more encouragement to keep these going. Scott's back and he says, I approached this girl on the street last week after you, have, after you had gave me advice. I was on the street and I followed her a tiny bit. Bad, I know, but I was sweating bad. But we stopped at the traffic lights and beside each other. And I literally shouted, hi. She jumped a bit. I was shaking and said, I thought she was cute. Okay. <laughs> she blushed a bit and said, thanks, but I wasn't her type. But it gave me the confidence to approach others easier. Scott, I mean, well done for taking the plunge. Um, yeah, you did scare off perhaps a little bit. But again, like you learn, right? You've got you to be vulnerable to, to get the feedback from the situation. And that's what I'll say, guys. You've got to allow yourself to be vulnerable to go out there and experience these social situations because once you're there, you know, the interaction is going to give you feedback. The response that they're going to give you is going to give you feedback you're going to start accumulating patterns you're going to start seeing the patterns in the way that we communicate as human beings as species right And there's only so many ways that we can communicate right if you've been there enough times you've exposed yourself to so many different dynamics and situations god you're going to develop wit you're going to develop very fast social intuition you know you're going to develop bulletproof confidence right you're going to be you're just going to have this sense of allure about you Okay, so get out there, get out there. Can't stress it enough, Scott. Props to you, man. Props to you for really like, you know, taking some encouragement from this, these broadcasts and going out there. I'm Mauricio. Stephen, Kevin. I matched with a girl on Tinder and we're friends and we're texting. I saw her Instagram story and she wants to go apple picking with someone, and I I messaged her back and she said, yeah. What do I say to her without being creepy? I mean, <laughs> apple picking, buddy, that's fucking cool. You know, sometimes we get questions on it like, oh, your dating's getting too expensive. I love the way that you've hacked that. You know, going apple picking is never going to be expensive. And, and uh, 
it's so unique. I never heard of that. I love it. Um, okay, yeah, I, man, you got, you get props for the creativity on that one. That's really cool. Um, what do I say to her about being creepy? Um, we'll just tell her when it's organized, right? Women like leadership, right? Because if you're leading at the early stages and you're decisive at the early stages, that gives her clues as to how you are um, when you know, bigger things pop up in the relationship, right? So start taking action on that. Just say, hey, uh, so I've, I've, um, I've worked it out. We're doing this at two o'clock on Tuesday, right? And that's it. Don't overthink it. What's creepy is when you just keep on checking in, you keep on texting, because the more that you're texting after making that, uh, that date in the diary, it just shows that you have a lack of that thing, right? So she's not really going to feel secure if she feels like she's the only woman in your life at this stage, right? So she doesn't want to be a priority just yet. I mean, that's the bit of a dichotomy. It's a paradox that we're actually kind of dealing with here. You know, um, women want to feel that, what's the correct expression here? Um, you know, they've, they've, they've got a man who is desirable, right? Who is desired by others, right? So you need to communicate that in, in any way you can. That doesn't mean by showing yourself with loads of women. It's just like how you behave, like, you know, just slow the behavior down a little bit and the need down, okay? It's these subtle nuances that make a woman feel secure. Hi, Zhang. Sometimes these guys have good girl advice too. What do you mean by that, buddy? Hi, Axel. Hi, David Smith. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's good too for your backbone. Some guy on... Oh, you're talking about the locker room and the sports stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some guy on the other team pushing you around. You stand up for yourself, get in people's face. It's a good confidence builder too. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, you, you know, you're not really going to have like wars and fights with the women in your life, but you you definitely need to kind of show each other where the the line is. I think that's something that we often forget. We get too worried about if we stand up to our partners um, that we may lose them, you know, too scared of actually having confrontation. But therefore, what happens is the lack of communication ends up with the other just taking the piss or doing that behavior that you don't like and therefore creates friction in a relationship, right? So you've got to communicate what you like, what you don't like, your desires, your fantasies, your wishes, everything. You have to be an open book with this sort of stuff, guys. Otherwise, it's going to come back to bite you in the ass months, years, decades later, all right? I was speaking to this guy at this an event uh, on the weekend, and he said that, you know, he had this fashion label, he had his, he had his wife, and, um, you know, he really messed up in his business. I go, why? What happened? And he revealed that he had an affair, an affair with this younger girl. Um, and then the, you know, he was in a business. He was in a business partnership with his wife, and then obviously that affected the business. You know, everything went to shit. But you know, if he ha if he has these desires, and you know, you're getting on a bit. Maybe this guy was in like his fifties, maybe sixties. Then talk to your wife about it. Don't be scared. You know, and it might just be the fact that you wanted to talk to them about this fantasy or desire. And that was enough. You didn't want to actually live it out, right? He could have saved his marriage if he was open about things. But instead, you know, it, everything went to shit. It sounds bonkers what I'm saying, right? Because a lot of our society, society says that a relationship model has to be monogamous and this, that, and the other. But um, I think it's the biggest unspoken 
uh, lie in our society. If people would be more honest about what actually goes on in their relationships, I think it would help a lot of us out. B1 Optic says, hi, how is it like being a dating coach? It's fun. I, I, you know, it's fun. Uh, I'm very passionate about what I do. Uh, it's very rewarding being a part of so many people's journey in their de personal development. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. It's, it's so great. I put a lot of hours in. I'm sure you guys have realized that if you follow my stories. I really give up a lot of my personal time to help individuals on a weekly basis. Uh, but you know, what else would I do? Would I what, what, sit at home and watch bloody soap operas and, or EastEnders? No, I want to be out. I want to be a social creature. I want to be helping people with what's helped me in, in life. And that's, my, that's what I feel I've, I've stumbled upon as my purpose. And it's, it's been fantastic. Um, so thanks. Yeah, that's, that's what it's like being a dating coach. <laughs> you have to have the patience of a saint. I'll tell you that. Most interesting man, love that handle, says, I feel judged and attacked every time I get a new job. I'm a new barista and there are mainly women out there, uh, but they're, they're mainly women, but they seem to pick on me. I don't know what to do. Well, I think like what the guy said earlier about going to team sports and stuff like that, these experiences shape you. I'm gonna give you some words of advice. So, most interesting man, when you are stifled or when you feel that you don't have anything to say in response to someone's like criticism or, you know, how do you say it? Like neg or so to speak, go home and think about what you could say if you would, if someone said that about you next time. And what you then start to do is just to train your mind with comebacks and wit, and you'll be more respected in any sort of social capacity. Uh, if that comes up again, right? Because it just shows that you're not a pushover or you know, a dude that just gets thrown onto the loser pile, okay? So I've been training myself like that for years and that's why I can think so quickly when, you know, if you're ever out with me uh, and you see me in an interaction with people, I'm, I'm, I think very quickly, right? But it comes from doing that exercise. You know, I didn't have the comebacks back in the day, you know? I, I, I imagined it like this, you know, like someone doing a serve over the net and then boom, I was just losing all the time, you know, with the, with the wit and the quickness. So you have to train yourself to it. Some people do highly recommend um, doing improv, right? Improv classes, um, acting, right? Because it helps you, it trains you to think on the spot. And again, I think that's a great skill to have, yeah? So um, thanks for that, buddy. I hope that kind of has helped you out a little bit. Heidi Edge. Edge says, uh, sorry, most interesting man says, I try to be witty and centered, but it doesn't work and they speak over me. Okay, well then, you know, you just, again, you just got to train yourself, buddy. You got to train yourself to it, okay? And you've also, if these are your colleagues, like, even just be frank with them. Just go, hey, like, you're awesome to work with, but sometimes I think you should just, li like, listen to other people around you, right? I've had to be... There's, there's colleagues and friends that I have to do the same things to. You know, they, they don't even realize they're doing it. They're just talking, 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 talking. And then you really have to kind of put them in their place so they actually respect you, okay? Again, like, if you lose respect, you lose attraction, okay? Be frank with people. Hi, Danny. I'm Mark Sloan. Mark Sloan, man, you've been following my work for a long time. I hope you're well. 
Um, be good to hear from you. If you want to slide me a message in my inbox, um, if you've got five minutes, I want to catch up with you, see, see what you've been doing since we last spoke. Uh, hi, Richard. Daniel, you know anyone in nightlife that can get me a, a DJ gig in London? <laughs> yes, I do. I know a lot of people in nightlife that can get you a DJ gig in London. But you got to prove yourself, buddy. No one just opens up a door like that for you, right? Never what I say. If you want something from someone, you got to you got to give before you receive, right? I have that attitude in life. I see someone that's got something valuable to me. I think, hmm, what can I give to that person? What can I? How can I add value to that person's life in order for them to maybe help me out? And remember, that person doesn't have to help you out, okay? So think like that. Don't think what you can take. Think how you can be a value adder as a value as opposed to a value taker. Hi, Emily. I'm Quada. Hi, Steve Rapolo. Real Tactical. Hosen says, I agree with what you're saying, but I meant standing up for yourself on the ice. It makes your confidence and backbone stronger. Ah, interesting. Interesting. Sure. Well, I mean, um, I can't really relate to that. Well, I can relate to like ice skating when I challenge myself to do some ice skating. But um, yeah, well, there you go, guys. Try out some ice, try out some ice hockey for all sorts of reasons, physically and psychologically. Improve your confidence. Riven's the go. Zanzi. Michael Norsey. Hello. Oh my God, in Barcelona, it's 20 past midnight and I just had a nightmare. Oh, well, <laughs> I don't know what to say about that, son. But this, this, I'm not in your dream. This is real life. This is reality. I am here. Mr. Marshall, everyone go follow Mr. Marshall. Mr. Marshall is the proud owner of um, the tremendously successful string of barbershops, Palmau Barbers. So follow him. And uh, also, he's offering some really great business advice now. I know uh, Richard's um, sharing some insights, what's kind of helped him over the years. And um, look, Richard's Richard's a successful guy. You know, might be a bit older than some of the guys on here, but listen, he's been there, he's done it, he's wearing a t-shirt. So give him a follow, and uh, maybe ask for some business questions to him. Cheers for coming on, Rich. Dan says. But if I give value to someone, but I don't get any back, then isn't that a waste of time for me to give value? No, no. Like ask, ask Richard, right? Like if you go on Richard's page and like send him a message or whatever, he, he comes from the same school of thought. If you want something, you've got to see how you can add value to that someone that can get, give you access to that thing, right? If someone's got the golden keys to something, you know, they're used to people dick riding them or, you know, brown nosing them, right? How are you going to add value to that someone, right? It is not a waste of time. It is not a waste of time. You've got to have the attitude of being a value adder through your, for your walk in this life, okay? People will notice it. People will notice it, right? Just think of it like this. Think of it, think of it like this. In your immediate friendship circle, there might be someone that is always kind of doing something. He's going out the way to help you, right? And it leaves you with the feeling of, you know, I'll do anything for that guy. Whatever he wants, I'll do anything for that guy. You know, isn't that a great thing? Isn't that a great feeling that you want to give back in such a way? 
So some of my best deals and my best opportunities in my life have come from friendship, right? Friendship meaning I have just added value unconditionally to these people for years, for years, for years. And then, you know, there might have been a favor that I've needed and there's been zero resistance in, in that favor coming my way, you know? It wasn't anything like any, anything manipulative. It was just the way that I have started to be. Okay, so I encourage you, like, go through life as a value adder, right? People will help you. You know, people, people do business with people they like, okay? Right. No worries, Rich. Always got your back, buddy. Always, always beeping my horn f for you. Beeping your horn. Hi, Clement. Nelson. Right, there was a question I had earlier. Um... Right. Let me see this one here. The real Matt Rob Roberts, who uh, I occasionally bump into uh, in London. Hope you're doing well, buddy. And Matt Roberts, go give him a follow. He's um, I've been keeping my eye on him over the years, and he's really tuned into his personal development. He's keeping himself fit. He's going to Toastmasters. He's really getting good at t doing uh, speaking engagements and and talking. Um, so this guy can be of a positive influence to you too. So hats off to you, Matt. Uh, but his question is this, when to tell a lady that you like her? I think this is a great question. And I think it's to, my response to this question is when you feel that it's right. When you feel that it's right. And a lot of people are scared of being vulnerable enough to actually say that they like someone. Um, but what, what I feel like is it's like a Mexican standoff. It's like it's like people are both kind of resistant to resistant to admit, right? For me, you know, I've been I've, I've been in situations where it's took me longer to be as emotionally invested as the other, and I've also been in situations where I've been emotionally invested uh, sooner as the other has made it clear to me. And you know what? Both's okay. Both's okay. I think what you have to accept is the reality is it's not at the same time, right? You know, if you're both seeing each other, right? Tension is building, tension is building, tension is building. But the, the level of deep emotional connection, like it happens at, at different times for individuals, right? But I would say don't be scared about being vulnerable enough to just say it. Right. I think that's I think that shows tremendous um, emotional maturity. Right. I really do. I mean, look, if you're if you're seeing each other, if you're if the tension's there. Right. If you're being intimate with each other, you've already got a story behind you. I mean, it's pretty evident that you both like each other to some degree. Right. So, again, it's about being vulnerable. It's about being vulnerable. What stops us being vulnerable? Our ego. Okay, so shelf your ego and just allow yourself to just just say it, right? All right, so thank you, Matt. I think that's a great question. I think that's what, what kind of maybe a lot of us have kind of thought, you know, when we get to that stage of actually meeting someone we actually like. So there you go. There's the answer for that. Uh, let's have a look. Now we've got this other question here. Hosen asked, were you always good at coaching people or was there a start to your journey? Well, yeah, I mean, I started off teaching my friends, you know, back in the day when I was like 17, 
you know, I wasn't quite where I needed to be, but I started teaching my friends. They started getting results. I started taking them out of the ruts that they they were in coming out of relationships. I started building up their confidence and they were getting into five, six, seven year relationships at most. And that at the early stage was the nod that I needed as to say, okay, this is what you do. This is your, this is your passion. Because it was a passion. I was, I was taking great joy in, in seeing the results like fold out in front of me. Like I, you couldn't deny it. What I was what I was teaching them was working for them, and they were, they were experiencing meaningful relationships, which was awesome. Um, coaching is something you're always getting better at. You're always refining yourself. You know, my language has got so much better over the years, which, me, which means I can articulate what I'm thinking a lot better and be more clearer. You know, um, my, my intuition has developed tremendously as I constantly expose myself to, you know, all sorts of situations. You know, the more situations I've exposed myself to, the more I can share with, with, with the guys and, ha- and give them a way that they can model it, right? So, you know, I never claim that I know everything. You know, I'm not one of those alpha assholes that says, I know everything and this is the only way, right? There are many ways to achieve your goals, but I just know, like, what I know will get you tremendous results. Like life-changing results because I have tremendous depth in coaching, right? Remember, guys, I've been coaching for 14 years, yeah? Um, Elvis, who took the workshop the other day, he was like, you know, 100, you're supposed, you're supposed to have 10,000 hours to be a master at this, I mean, or 100,000 hours. How many hours have you, how many hours have you done? I, I just don't have an answer for that. Uh, someone, someone do the maths. Someone do the maths for me because I just don't know. All I know is I've been out like pretty much five nights a week for 14 years, you know, right? That, that's a lot. And um, so, yeah, coaching, you're always, you're always um, developing. And um, I think anyone has a coaching background as well, like Adrian on the team, he's, he's a great, one, one of our great coaches here. He has a, a personal training background and he's a great coach, you know, so coaching is in his blood. It's been in his blood for a long time. That was the path he chose. So to translate the way of certain communication over into this area, you know, um, it, it's, it, it's not so hard, you know, it's transferable. So, but yeah, if you want to hear my whole story, you know, there's several interviews online where I mean, just type in Johnny Cassell interview on Google or something like that or YouTube and something will come up where I'm sharing my story uh, or my book. You know, if you go on to johnnycassell.com um, or amazon.com, you can buy my book and um, my whole story's on there. Not all of it. There's more chapters I haven't released yet, but they'll come. Hi, Happy Saini. Welcome back. Right. What other questions? We haven't got long left. Let's have a look. Kevin's literally messaged her whilst he's been on the call. He said she's responded and she said she'll let you know. And I said, okie dokie. Mm, okay. Doesn't sound strong, but keep me in the loop, buddy. Sniper Wolf, wow, that's half a military career for me, 14 years. Yeah, I've been in the game for a long time, son. <laughs> Kevin, for the pumpkin picking, not apple picking. Pumpkin picking. Okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah, pumpkin picking because Halloween's coming up. That's a good shout. I really like that. I think, guys, you should uh, definitely maybe put that one in the uh, 
in the bank of uh, dates to do. So guys, look, I'm really going to just spend the last sort of moment here talking about your opportunity to work with me in the States, in the States, right? I'm going to be in LA from the 9th of November through to the 10th, okay? Now, as you know, I'm not often in America. I only really go once a year, and it is in November because I'm running away from the shitty weather we have here in London. So if you want to work with me, if you want to work with me uh, in the States, or look, Kevin's here, he's in New York, jump on a plane, buddy. Jump on a plane and come and work with me in LA. Um, it's a fantastic time. You know, we, we do all the landscapes. We do Venice Beach. We do West Hollywood. I got fantastic connections in the whole nightlife scene. So you'll experience the best clubs um, in LA. And you're going to get one-to-one -one coaching with me, you know? I mean, you know, there's one thing about having this online relationship, but another thing actually having a relationship offline and, and, and meeting each other in person and exposing yourself to real-life situations, right? Kevin, I don't want to hear your excuses. Quit, like, what you want to do is you, you, want, you want to bunk it. Bunk work, buddy. This, this is going to be an investment. So, guys, that's it, okay? So, uh, we've got the ninth. I've got a day's workshop in L.A. on the 9th. And through the 4th to the 10th is a seven-day experience. Uh, I'm not going to do it again this year. This is your only time, okay? Here in London, your opportunity is the, uh, what have we got here? I believe it's the 28th of October. Is that right? No, 26th of October, you can work with me here in London, okay? So there's some, there's some options there for you guys, all right? Guys, thank you once again for coming on. Um, as always, it's a pleasure to share this, this evening with you, morning, afternoon, wherever you are. And uh, remember, get out there and work it. Do it. Don't just be a passive listener. Be an active listener. Get out there and be active. Okay, guys, all the best. Take care. If you enjoyed the content, follow me on Instagram at London Dating Coach. 